good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are watching or listening to my I'll be your host today, Chris Adams. I'm going to talk about the subject matter expert on narcissism. I tried this yesterday, but we're going to do it again today. Yeah, we'll see if it works. Um, I'm not a subject matter expert, and I might actually... <laughs> I might actually um, throw you for a loop here, because I want to I wanna ask you about something. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyways, welcome to Thinline Believers. My name is Mike. Across on the screen is Adam. The Adam. A.K. Okay. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, Lord, please guide our conversation today. May it be fruitful. And please keep our computers recording here. Mm. Keep us from the... uh, software or whatever it is troubles we had yesterday amen amen <clears throat> hey so this morning you know i was going through the news and i saw a little preview of a uh, billy crone movie it has to do with wef nwo great reset all this stuff and uh it's he wants 20 bucks for it to download it and stream it, which I don't see myself buying it and watching it more than once because I think it's videos like that are kind of time sensitive, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they kind of lose their, uh, I don't edge. know. Not, yeah. They lose their edge. They lose their, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A coupon that expires within a few hours. Yeah. <sighs> they're not, they're no longer, uh, relative to today, right? After a certain time period. And so uh, I don't really want to pay 20 bucks for it, but it got me thinking. And I think we're seeing this today with all of this CRT stuff, the um, socialism, right? Pushing communism. And I have been, as of late, really interested in World War II history. And I've always been interested in World War II history, but for some reason, Recently, it's uh, it's been something I've really been digging into, and and the, the nice thing is I can I can go to work and I can put something on YouTube, shut the screen off, and just listen to these World War II documentaries, and the parallels that I see right now are pretty amazing. But what I'm noticing, and and the discussion for you, real quick, before we get into what what you wanted to talk about, was um, with all of these things being implemented, CRT, the um, gender stuff, and everything else that are trying to really destroy the, what do they call it, the nuclear family, right? My my theory is, and I'd like to ask you what you think about this, my theory is that what they're trying to do is get rid of the authority of parents so that government can be that authority. I think they're trying to get rid of church because they want government to be God. And I also think that a lot of politicians view government with such passion, I guess, that it is their religion. Right? They they view their government like I view my faith. You know, they put faith in the almighty government. And so I'm just kind of curious as to your thoughts on that. 
can't speak for other countries. But if I'm not mistaken, growing up, we've always been taught um, our government should be for the people, by the people, of the people, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think our current administration is doing away with that. Yeah. It's not by the people. It's not for the people. It's not of the people. It is, you know, in a, in a Christian sense, it's the, for us, for us, you and I, is the unholy trinity, me, myself, and I. Mm -hmm. It's all about the government now, you know? Yeah. Who was it that said, is it Klaus Schwab? Hey, you will have nothing. And be happy. And you're going to be happy. Yeah. And sad to say, I'm seeing more and more people and, and, and even Christians be like, hmm, okay, tell me what to do. Yeah. And I think the scandemic, pandemic, like uh, Yuval Harari yeah. goes around, has been touting since for a while that, 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 that the pandemic was a gift. And was it a coincidence, a planned gift? I don't know. But he's talking about how you're going to what look back in history and be thankful for this virus, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you, talk, you mentioned war, war, right? And there's that saying, right? If you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat history. And I think we're headed that way. Yeah. Just because of an ideology, you know, <laughs> and, you know, I think businesses start that way. I think uh, vision starts that way. You have this idea and you're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go in that direction. And vision that's not filled with the word of God and the Holy Spirit. I don't know what that is, but people go in that direction, you know. And I mean, obviously, this technology that we're recording on was founded upon someone's vision to see video platforming, right? Sure, yeah. But there's a, there's a attainable things that we can grasp onto and say, hey, this is available to do. Things like critical race theory, you know, the great reset, it, it's attainable because it's being forced now. It's, mm -hmm. it's shoved down your throat. And, you know, from what I know, from what I've studied, when you force something on somebody to do something that they don't want to do, it's no longer freedom. I think it's, a minute, in my opinion, it's political, spiritual, mental, physical, emotional rape. Mm -hmm. Right? And, you know, it's, it's like young kids. Um, you know, like our, our friend, our brother, Victor Marks, right? He's, he, he hunts down sexual predators whether here in the States or, you know, around the world abroad, because they're forcing something on someone else because of selfish, sinful desires. Yeah. And in a nutshell, I think that's what, you know, WEF, NWO, that's what's taking place. Somebody, I forgot who said, I don't know if it was Jan Markell or Billy Crone, or Brandon Holehouse. Someone said, because, you know, obviously China doesn't want the church around. 
Mm-hmm. And they told somebody in the Western world, the church needs to go in order to, for demagogues to implement their, their selfish desires, right? Yeah. Adam, you're not going to own any guns and you're going to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And sad to say, you know, as I was mentioning, there's quite a few, quite a lot of Christians that are like, okay, right? It, it's sometimes I think, you know, like kids, it's like, hey, dad, just tell me what to do. Because for some reason, they don't want that responsibility. Right. And so you tell them what to do. And I think there's a lot of Christians, a lot of believers like that, because, you know, when they're faced with the music of, and, and, and everything in life from, you know, for, from wearing the badge to making a business decision is, ah, ah, ah. And you hand that off to someone else and hey, make a decision for me. Right. And sad today, because we're allowing these demagogues, oligarchy idiots to make these decisions, right? That's like PayPal. Unbeknownst to people, they send out a notice, hey, if you say anything political, we're going to fine you Mm $2,500. Well, would they think that people weren't going to read it? Yeah. Like you're going to have a policy update in your... I'm like, okay, so now I need to slowly but surely do away with PayPal stuff. Yeah, I got rid of it. You know, and I'm like, okay, I have money sitting there, so I got to get rid of that. And then mm-hmm. I have Venmo, which is owned by PayPal. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. I'm like, I thought Venmo was its own thing. And then I, somebody told me, no, PayPal bought them out. I was like, great. So, yeah. you know, whenever there's a a problem, it's an opportunity for a solution for someone else to do something about it. And I think... yeah. You know, the conservative side, you know, did you, did you see that video from uh, Victor Marx where he was showing a video of the upset Muslims? Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even turn on the audio, but yeah, I saw that they were uh, at a school board meeting or something like that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I briefly turned up the volume and you just hear them vote them out, right? Because obviously... We don't believe in Muhammad. We don't believe in Allah. But they have conservative values Mm -hmm. that we as Christians line up with. Mm -hmm. But yet, they, man, they, I was just like, I think Victor was on to some, we as a a body of believers, as, as churches, we need to kind of take a, a learning page from the Muslims because we kind of talked about that last week too, right? Yeah. A little bit, you know, I mean, we don't want to follow their beliefs entirely, but the zeal that they have mm-hmm. and the, um, granted misdirected, but the courage mm-hmm. that they show, that's something that the church desperately needs and that we used to have. Yeah. But I think that we have been lulled by pleasure, mm-hmm. you know, by pleasure and by um, 
you know, a heart loses its strength when it's, when there's a lazy person, right? It's only through stress induced activity that the heart gains strength and the Christian church. It's been a while since we've really been tested and, and, uh, so hence why I think the last test that came here a couple of years ago, I think that's, that's a big reason is why the church, uh, as a whole, kind of failed. So, well, and then not only that. I mean, at the time, you know, when the scandemic happened, you know, I was in uniform in Colorado as a cop. I was disappointed to call myself a Christian and an ordained pastor because, I mean, hundreds and thousands of churches. I mean, it's like the scripture. It's like sheep led to the slaughter. They're like, oh, okay. We'll shut our churches down. Da, da, da. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then it wasn't, you know, had it not been for like pastors like Jack Gibbs and, you know, John MacArthur, mm-hmm. even even the uh, vocalist uh, Greg Locke. And yeah. we're not shutting our churches down. The gates of hell, you know, and then you got a few in the Pentecostal churches that, you know, we're not shutting our churches down. Mm-hmm. But what it did, it was not only show you, you know, within the body of Christ, but then imagine the witness that set against the the Muslims, the Mormons, you know, and it showed them that the church is weak. But at the same time, it, it should have been, hey, you know what? We are of, we are of a country that you could practice any religion you want. Mm-hmm. We need to therefore come together against this tyranny, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's not like you know, you and I can go to North Korea or China and be, you know, walk down in the middle of the street, praise the Lord. Yeah, you know, and it's more like that's not allowed. Yeah, Sean Foyt would have been lynched already. So. Yeah, right. So, yeah. and this is where. You know, and and again, I think you and I will agree. It's not about our belief in Jesus Christ right now. It's about having religious freedoms. I mean, yeah. really, our country was founded upon that, right? And for that, yeah. I mean, for goodness' sake, it's we're we're getting away from the tyranny of the the Brits, right? Um, and what I don't understand is, it's like. At what point do we lose that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And at what point has it gone too far to where we push back? Because <clears throat> at this point, not even a shot's been fired, right? It's it's more of a, we do this in the name of, what does that sticker say? Uh, coexist, mm-hmm. right? We do this in the name of tolerance. And what we're doing is... <sighs> Well, it's kind of like what Israel's been kind of pushing lately. We are giving up territory in the name of peace, you know, in the name of of tolerance. And then that's not what we've been called to do. You know, there's there's a courage in those who wear the badge. Okay. I don't know a single police officer in 2020 who said, I'm not coming to work. I don't know a single one who said, 
I'm staying home. I can't leave my house. People are getting sick. I don't know a single one. People still went to work. And you know what? People got sick. But they still went to work. Why did the church close? Where's the courage? You know, and, and I think one of the big differences is, you know what? The law enforcement officer, we take an oath and we say, I took an oath and I signed up for this. The church didn't necessarily take the same oath, right? But it's in there. It's in the book. You know, I have not given you the spirit of fear. You know, the word says, Jesus said, in this world, you will have troubles. You know, but be not discouraged. I have overcome the world. So law enforcement, okay, yeah, we took an oath and we get a paycheck. But the church, man, we have the guarantee that Christ has overcome the world and we know where we're going. So the fact that they, you know, shuttered the church is just, some of them, okay, um, I get it. We were waiting for more information, you know, and so they moved online. Thank, thank you, Lord, that we had the technology to do that. But it was entirely driven by fear. And the same thing, they're still using that fear to try and push on, push these new agendas to force their way in. And, you know, they're running a marathon here. They're not running, you know, they're not sprinting. And so the the scary part is that, you know, we're allowing these things to happen because we're like a frog in boiling water, you know, you know, the, the whatever, anyway. Well, you know, you, you you say some valuable stuff there because it, you know it, those of us that have dealt with homeless people in the uniform level, right? And I'm sure you've met some. I know I've dealt with some. You you deal with that idea of. Why are you homeless? Like you have abled hands and you have abled feet. It's not like you're crippled, right? You know, it's like Nick Vujicic. He he was born in his ministry called, you know, Without Limbs. Mm -hmm. And he does more for this world than people that are, are able-bodied, right? But when you deal with the homeless, there's that mentality of, well, why should I work? I just go on the freeway exit and says, you know, veteran, homeless. And if someone gives them anywhere from 10 to $20, upwards of $50 per hour, they are basically making more money than the average person right mm -hmm. now, right? And I remember dealing with the homeless guy in, in LA and I'm like, Hey, and the only reason we met him is because he would always walk by the fire station. Right. And one day I was cleaning the engine. I'm like, Hey, where are you going? You're going home early today. He's like, Oh, I made enough money. I was like, what do you mean you made enough money? He's like, Oh yeah. I used to be a six figure income earner, but I became homeless because my wife left me, took the house, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how much you make a day? He's like, it depends anywhere from three to thousand dollars a day. I was like, what? And he goes right there in the downtown business district. And it, uh, it all depends, you know? And 
I go, so you're really not homeless. He's like, yes and no. I'm homeless in the sense of I don't own a home. But I choose not to work now because I can make cash free, free of taxes. Yeah. And I was like, now that's a whole different, goes into the thing of ethics and, you know, we as believers, if you're not going to work, you shall not eat type of thing. But yeah. And I think the church has lulled itself, like you said, of the pleasures of this world, because why? In certain parts of our country, because the weather is so perfect, like Southern California or California itself, that you don't, I mean, you're not going to freeze to death, right? In California, you're not going to overheat in California if you're along the coasts. So you could be homeless. And I think that's the mentality the church is in right now. Yeah. You know, and are there going to be a handful of Christians and pastors and leaders that's going to wake up? Yeah, I think there will be. I think, I think there are. Yeah. You know, and like you said, you mentioned marathon, right? When, if you ever watch a marathon, everybody starts in that cluster. You know, you have those that take off because they're the ultra marathon runners. And they're running at a three-minute pace the whole time, right? Then you got those that mentally, I'm going to run the New York Marathon. And then, like, mile 15 comes out, like, I don't know if I can do this. And they drop out. And then you got those that are determined at the very end they're going to finish it no matter what. And when you look at that crowd, it's very few. And I think that's both the church and the world economic leaders where, like you said, this isn't a sprint for us. We are going to push our agenda. But then really they only have this year and two more years, you know, um, with Biden's health the way it is. I mean, that guy doesn't make any sense. And, you know, the George Soros and whatever Chuck Schumer's of the, the left. Mm -hmm. I mean, to the point where when you got, I mean, Tulsi Gabbard, I watched their interview last night on, you know, different networks. You know, Tulsi Gabbard is not a dumb lady. She's very smart. I mean, she's served her country in the Congress, but she's also served in the military. You know, and she know. like, I watched her interview with Joe Rogan about Ukraine. I was like, wow, this woman's, she's, she's got it, she's got it down. For her to leave her party, you know, it, that was very, very brave. Kudos to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Like, I think on Tucker Carlson's interview, he asked, he's like, hey, how many um, Democrats texted you or called you? And she goes, only one person. I'll leave that person nameless. And she said something like, they, they sent me three thumbs up. You know? And hopefully she'll start a tidal wave of the Democrats leaving the party, but who knows? Yeah. I doubt it because they're probably going to pay. Hey, just stay in the party. We'll pay you this kind of money to 
through this, you know, funnel channeling this much, you know, mm-hmm. those are the things that takes place. But I, you know, I agree with you in the sense of there's going to be the, the pleasures of this world, right? Like first John says, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Yeah. Yep. So, um, a lot of a lot of our news talks about the problems. Nobody, nobody, not nobody, but very few people really talk about the solutions. So here's the solution. We talked about this a bit last week, and it's it comes down to this: being courageous in your faith. And if you if you struggle with that, if you if you're a closet Christian because you're afraid to come out, um, you know, Michael quoted last week. Jesus said. If you deny me before others, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. But if you acknowledge me, then I will acknowledge you before the Father. That's a big deal. So if you're walking around as a closet Christian saying, you know what, I have my faith, it's my own, it's private, that goes against the Great Commission. The Great Commission says to go into all the world and make disciples. And you can't do that if nobody knows what you believe. If you don't speak openly about it, and that's part of the issue with the church, and that's part of how this whole um, tolerance thing is working against the church, because we think we think that tolerance means that person believes something different. I'm going to tolerate it. I'm not going to share what I believe with them. Well, here's the thing: you must hate them if you don't share your belief with them. And this was this is an area I struggle in sometimes, right? Because what I believe personally is very, it is the foundation of who I am. And so if somebody else, you know, if their beliefs are the foundation of who they are, and I'm going to go and mess with that, that's difficult for me because I know how I would feel. But at the same time, Ezekiel was told that he was, when he was given his commission, he's, he was told, you are a watchman. You are a watchman. And if the watchman sees trouble coming and fails to alert the people, then their blood will be on his head, on his hands. But it said, if you see trouble coming and you warn the people and they ignore that trouble, then their blood is on their own head. And you have been, and you're clean of that. You're innocent of their blood. But there's always that third option that you tell them the trouble is coming and you show them, hey, you know what? I know that there's a hell. And the same word for eternal life, for eternity with Christ, that same word eternal is used for hell, right? So the same length of time that we'll be in heaven with the Lord or that we'll be wherever with the Lord, that same eternity, for those who don't believe, that's where they'll be. Same amount of time. So if you know that this is the fact, that that's coming, and they don't believe, then that's where they're headed, and you don't tell them, you have the opportunity and you don't tell them, then uh, their blood may be on your hands. Um, I don't know, Mike. It's scary that we have been lulled into this false sense of, security and and that everything's okay because 
because heaven's coming, but there's so many people that are on a very wide, straight path to hell. And the, the church is weak right now, which is an oxymoron because the Holy Spirit is not weak. Let me just interject a little bit of that. I think a lot of people are practicing church. Was it A.W. Tozer who said, you know, regarding the baptism of the Holy Spirit coming upon the church, you know, not Holy Spirit within our heart, but the Holy Spirit coming upon the church, like in the book of Acts, chapter 2 and Acts 10, where, you know, both times Peter's preaching, right? Holy Spirit falls on the church to magnify the Lord. I think it was A.W. Tozer who said, remove the Holy Spirit from the churches today. And this is the guy who said this years ago. He's dead now. He said the church will go about doing what it does and not know that the Holy Spirit is gone. Right. And which leads me to, and, and you know, I taught on this and I never shared this. You know, when at the one of the men's retreat, we're talking about, um, you know, the life of David. You know, obviously, Dave was the, the chosen king, blah, blah, blah. But at some point, the spirit departed from King Saul. Right? And for us today, you know, because what we're, we are told that the, the Holy Spirit is the restrainer. So if the Holy Spirit is the restraint and, and those that believe in the infilling of the Holy Spirit, right? And we are, in, in a sense, part of the restraining. I almost want to get raptured backwards. Like I want to look to the Lord, but at the same time, I want to look back and see what is going on now. All those people that thought, hey, we prophesied in your name. We healed in your name. We did miracles in your name. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Mm-hmm. Right? How many? And, and I agree with you. It's, it is an oxymoron. Like, if you're in, in filled with the Holy Spirit, your boldness doesn't come from you. It comes from the Lord, right? Boldness doesn't come from who I am. It's like that picture of that little lion. Right? He's walking down the road or sitting there, but dad's behind that little lion, right? Yeah, yeah. And we forget. It's like people. We've got God behind us. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of this, a lot of the, you know, with, with Biden. And everybody giving away our military. It's basically that it's giving away our power. You know, a lot of these other countries like Israel right now, I don't know what they're thinking. They got their head up their yin yang, but it's like, dude, you have a big power behind you and you're able to be vocal, but now you're not going to be able to be vocal because our military is going to be, you know, on a side note, I think Putin really wants to test our military. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are, are we, are we really the powerhouse that we used to be? 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you and I can both agree there is a delusion taking place in the world, and even right now within the church. And man, I, I, I truly hope and pray that people will find that voice of Jesus Christ, will listen to the voice of Jesus Christ through the Word of God, obviously. And be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because in, in these crazy times, man, I'm telling you, I mean, I don't know, that's, that's a fearful thought. Like, you know, God created man in his image. It's really him holding life together. If he takes his hands off of you, you just, you just matter, right? Mm-hmm. And what I don't understand is, it's like, why are we not living the life we ought to live? We're all going to sin every single day, but that's mm-hmm. where the blood of Jesus Christ is. He forgives us and all that. Yeah. But we're having that flippant mentality of, well, it'll be okay. There's tomorrow. Yeah. We don't need to stand up for the church. We don't, go to, we don't need to go to the school board meetings, even though they're teaching CRT. We don't need to go to, you know, the teacher's classroom, even though they just invited a drag queen, you know, into my class. You know, if, if I found out that happened, I would walk on campus, get my kids, get all their belongings, and I'll leave. Be like, yeah. see you later. Yeah. Because if you think about it, if all parents that believe in, you know, not, not just conservatism, but just righteousness, right? And meaning... You could be a Muslim, you could be a Buddhist, you could be a Hindu, you could be all this stuff. Because why? All those religions don't believe in brainwashing kids, right? And if every single parent from Catholics to Muslims walked into school, be like, who do you think you are shoving down CRT down our throat, common core stupidity math, Mm -hmm. right? And now you're inviting drag queens? No, I'm pulling my kids up. If every parent did that, there would be no public school system. Mm-hmm. The Department of Education would be like, uh, yeah, we need to fire all these people. Or, I mean, really, the Department of Education would be fired, but that's a whole other issue. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, but having said that on this topic of, you know, you brought, brought up World War. I think you actually brought that up. But it's okay. We can talk about that another time. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, this is how the Holy Spirit leads. But, you know, you have to give some credence to some of these doomsday preppers. Right? Because mm-hmm. they, they called it, some of them. Like, okay. You know, obviously they they're functioning in part of their brain that is teaching them that, but at the same time, it's kind of like one of those things. It's we need to get to that place of like why you're sharing about your value system, right? I, I don't know who said it or who taught me or whatever. Your beliefs. 
and your values determines your direction. And if and if you don't have values and if you don't have beliefs, then you don't have direction. And so how can we follow? Touche. Touche. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Well, seems like a pretty good place to uh, to finish this up. And I think uh, hopefully next time we can get into your topic there, Michael. Sorry about the No, no. The tour. I carefully talk about it. <laughs> But uh, anyway, that that's really what I wanted to talk about, just in, at least initially. I didn't mean for it to go on for 30 minutes, but um, here we go. So I just want to encourage you all that, uh, like Michael said, the Lion of the tribe of Judah has your back. And as long as you're in his will, if you're in his word, then you're going to know you're in his will. And we have got to stop being so timid, both in our in our everyday life and in the church, the church as a whole has to stop being timid. And so, uh, that's my prayer for, for you folks today. And it starts, it starts with me, starts with you. And if you've hung on this long, God bless you. There's rewards for you in heaven. Uh, Michael, let you pray us out this time. Yeah. Lord, we thank you for this day. Uh, thank you for this week. And those that are watching or listening, we pray that Lord, you would, Continue to watch over them and encourage them, Lord, have a protection, a hedge of protection around them, Lord. So we lift up thin line believers to you, God, and that you would use it as a platform for your glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And, uh, use it. Check us out on Instagram if you haven't already. You can check out our website if you'd like some, uh, swag. Until next time. There it is. Oh.